Berkshire's only rock station. 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants me so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing, this girl's in She's so close now This girl is half his age Yes, we changed the theme Welcome. again. Welcome. This Welcome. is Ham On. Don't change your radio. Don't change the station. You're listening to Ham On and WTBR FM. Little uh, to get the the police, police the police to start us off this morning. It's Wednesday, of course. It's raining. You know, I figure something out. Let's let, let's go through this okay. before we get started. Okay. Every Monday since or every Wednesday since we started this show. And I'm pretty sure that everybody over at TBR is listening and, and the listeners on the air are going to laugh at this, especially the staff mm-hmm. at TBR, that either when we started the show, it's either been raining yep, or snowing yep, almost every Wednesday that this show airs live. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. It's like, it's like perfect timing. You can tell it's Wednesday. You can tell we're going to be on the air because it's either going to snow or rain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, figure it out. Go back. Go back to the. You know, I, we watch this stuff because you know we go into the studio. We'd be going to the studio, and you know it's always, it either rain, it rain or, or snow. And then here we are at home doing it. We look out our windows here in Studio B, the reconditioned Studio B, yeah. and and it looks like it's gonna. It's raining again. But I know too on a Wednesday morning we got a pretty good show today. Huh. Um, we're gonna. We had some uh, stuff about DMR, so we're gonna do another, another little quick tutorial on DMR and a quick, uh, a quick lesson on uh, ham radio in, using the satellites. Uh, good morning, here good morning. from uh, <laughs> WTBR FM. This is Ham on. Yes. So th- the big thing, and, and I'm going to read the story as some, today. The big, but the big thing. The big thing is that uh, the ARRL wants to increase or bring back the fees for licensing of fifty dollars. Uh, they want to up the licensing fees. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to oh, read wow. this. As another step in ARRL's increased focus on strengthening its emergency communication, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. I, I don't have it. Let me get it off the. Uh, let me get it off the uh, ARRL website. Um, yeah, we we are very unprepared. This is live radio, folks. You're unprepared. We are very uh, unprepared. You are. Wait, do you have the story? No, you don't. So, so where is it? Uh, so the uh, hurricane. Uh, 
Okay, here it is. Uh, the, FC, the FCC proposed the amateur radio licenses would pay a $50 fee for each amateur radio license application if the FCC adopts rules. It's proposed this week. Included in the FCC's fee proposal are applications for new licenses, renewals, upgrades to existing licenses, and vanity call sign requests. Excluded are applications for administrative updates such as changes of address or annual regulatory fees. The FCC proposal is contained in a notice of proposed rulemaking in MD Docket 2270, which was adopted to implement portions of the Repack Airwaves yielding better access to users of, of Modern Services Act of 2018. The so-called Raid Bombs Act. The act requires that the FCC switch from a congressionally mandated fee structure to a cost-based system for assessment. In its NPRM, the FCC proposed application fees for a broad range of services that use the FCC's universal licensing system, the ULS, including the amateur radio service that had been excluded by an earlier statute. The 2018 statute excludes the amateur radio service from annual regulatory fees, but not from application fees. Applications for personal licenses are mostly automated and do not have individualized staff costs for the data input or review. The FCC said in its NPRM, for those automated process, new major New and major modifications, renewal or minor modifications, we propose a nominal fee of $50 due to automating process. Routine ULS and maintenance. For an, and for a nominal fee, I'll set you free. And limited <laughs> instances where staff input is required. The same $50 fee would apply to all amateur service applications, including those for vanity call signs. Although there is currently no fee for vanity call signs in the amateur radio service, we find that such applications impose similar costs in aggregate on the commission resources as new applications and therefore propose a $50 fee, the FCC said. The FCC is not proposing to charge for administrative updates such as mailing addresses, changes to amateur radio applications, and other radio and, uh, and amateur radio will remain exempt from annual regulatory fees. For administration updates and modifications, which also are highly automated, we find that it is in the public interest to encourage licensees to update their own information without a charge, the FCC said. The FCC also proposes to access a $50 fee for individuals who want a printed copy of their license. The Commission has proposed to eliminate these services but to extend the commission, but to the extent that the commission does not do so, we propose a $50 fee to cover the costs of these services, the FCC said. Ray Bombs Act does not exempt filing fees in the amateur radio service. The FCC dropped assessment of fees for vanity call signs several years ago. Deadlines for comments and reply comments will be determined once the NPRM appears in the Federal Register. Interested parties may file comments by using the FCC's electronic comment filing system. Posting to MD docket number 20-270. This docket is already open to accept comments even though deadlines have not yet been sent. 
So what, what do everybody think about that, that the FCC posing fees on amateur radio license? Um, some people, I, I've read the Facebook posts, and some people say, yeah, yeah, not a big deal. And some people say, yeah, kind of a big deal, and that they wouldn't re-up or they wouldn't go for their license. Um, do you think the fees will hurt or help um, amateur radio operators? It's already um, very expensive hobby as it is. To me, I... My personal experience, but I'm not a ham. I think the $50 fee will deter some people from wanting to join because that's $50, because that would be $50 per test. And well, no, 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 no. Now, now it's not. Oh, this is the reupment fee? No, okay, let me, let me, let me kind of break this down. Yeah. This fee is um, to actually. You know, you, you pay $15 to get your test. Yes. This fee would be on top of that $15 to get your license. So it would be $65 so, to get your license. Right, so instead of a $15 mm. fee that we charge for the tests, it would now be $65. Yeah, yeah. To get, to, to get your license. In. Yeah. This is what I, people are saying. They're going to $50. And $50 fee. Oh, that's not that bad. But you figure $15 already to take the test yes. that the ARRL imposed. Plus now $50 to get your license. And then if you want to join the league, it's another $49 on top of that. Oh, so now we're talking about it's getting kind of expensive, and this is before you get to radios, and this is before you get. um, You're already spending almost over. So that's why it ends up becoming a little bit of a nobody wants to do this. Well, there's well, there's there's other reasons to that, but this is if this goes through, you know, you're talking like I said, fifteen dollars to take the test, right off the top. Then fifty dollars to get your license. So now you're at sixty-five dollars. Then if you decide to join the league, it's another forty-nine dollars on top of that. So before you even key up a radio, it's one hundred and fifteen bucks. Yeah, you're you're well over a hundred dollars. I think that will, you know, especially in 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 the new in the quote unquote the new normal of of COVID, people are just not going to. Want to kind of cough up that kind of money just for the license, and then when you renew, here's the other point. The other point they're making is when you renew, it's going to be fifty dollars. Yeah. If you want to get a vanity call, it's going to be fifty dollars. So no matter what, the only thing you can do for free, yeah, the only thing you can do for free, according to this proposal, is if you move, and you put your new address in like you're supposed to, according to the FCC. That's free. But if you want to get a vanity call, if you want to renew your license, if this goes through, it's all 50 bucks. Yeah, okay, it's it's every 10 years, but, you know, look at the initial startup costs now. The initial startup cost is starting to get expensive. It's this, $115 right off, right at yeah. a freaking gate. I get that this is it, it, that this is a hobby, but it's an expensive hobby. And then you add your cost of the radios to yeah. that. You know, be it which way. And then the cost way. of the antennas. Yeah. Then the cost of the antennas. So, so let's say, let's say you start off as, as a technician. 
and you've been a technician for a while. So you're paying $50 to get that license. $15 yeah. for your technician test, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you stay till you want to be a technician for a year. You come back in the same year like I did. I can, you know, I, I, I got my technician license in, in September. September 2015. And in January, I did the upgrade. So let's go with that. So now you've already spent $65 for the first license. So now you want to go upgrade. So now you got to go take another test. I know you can do them all at once if you want to for $15. Bucks. I'm so, we're, we're going to the other end of this. So stick with me. So you got to spend another $15. To take the test. Yeah. Then another $50 for them to upgrade your license if you pass. That's going to be a little bit expensive. And they just dropped. I think, I, I forget what year it was. A few years ago, they dropped <coughs> the uh, money for the vanity calls. So now they want to put that back into play. I know the government needs money, but I think you're taking it out of the wrong aspect. Mm. You know, and I, 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 I know it's. Still cheaper because I know broadcast FM licenses, they could run two, three hundred dollars, um, you know, to get to get their license. Um, I forgot. I, I I forgot how much WTBR actually paid for the, the, to get their license, um, but it's still you know. We're not, this is hobby radio, amateur radio. It's, it's not broadcast FM. We we have a fifteen hundred watt limit, um, not tens of thousands of watts that broadcast FM has. I know TBR has a three hundred fifty watt limit that we're at, but you know, for the the, the, the hobbyist, you know, it's uh might be getting kind of expensive up there. I it uh, enough of that rant. Nine fourteen. Do you have something? Yes. I okay. And do. then we'll go to, we'll go to uh, our first thing after you do your thing. A AARL is seeking a national club coordinator who will act as the primary point of contact for section affiliate club coordinators. That would be you. <laughs> It'd be me. Uh, I got enough titles, don't I? Any more no, that would be what? Marsha, wouldn't it? Oh. Ray? No. You're way... You're, I know, you're, you're way off. We're not, Help me out here, then. Cub coordinators work at the league. Um, pretty much, they they the ones that, that, that affiliate your club and all that. Um, it has nothing to do with Marsha or Ray or me. Thank you. Help me out here. The National Club Coordinator, they affiliate, they go with the local club coordinators. You have a club, you say, hey, I want to join the ARRL. They give you a list of things that have to happen. If you meet that list of things, you get a nice little, I got one floating around here somewhere, a nice little certificate. So you're an affiliated club now with the American Radio Relay League. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. Section affiliate club coordinators. Will work with clubs to foster and coordinate activities to promote recruiting and train new ham radio amateurs. Endorse a ARRL membership and impart a positive image of amateur radio within the community. 
In addition to maintaining lines of communication with section affiliate club members, club coordinators, the National Club Coordinator will develop presentations for in-person audience, audiences and electronic media. The National Club Coordinator will also maintain affiliate club records and provide information and support the affiliate club coordinators so they can assist clubs keeping the ARRL affiliate club database current. The individual will also process applications from clubs seeking ARRL information. Uh, the National Club Coordinator will design will design, write, and post a new newsletter and, con and contribute content for QST, the uh, ARRL website, and its social media ventures. The job will also, also represent ARRL. Uh, radio events deliver presentations on the work of ARRL, the value of membership, and interact with members on behalf of the organization. The successful candidate will be able to con conduct business in a professional manner. Oh, well, that leaves you out. Leaves me out. <laughs> Effectively represent the ARRL uh, events. And maintain and maintain uh, productive work relations and open communication between staff and the field organization. He or she will have at least three three years or similar related experience. Uh, past service as a club official. Club officer is a. Plus, applicants should also have a two to three, two or four year college degree, uh, or possess job specific skills acquired through on a job training or an apprenticeship. The ideal candidate was inhibit courtesy, ten, courtesy, tech, and diplomacy on a job and will. And uh, we'll be able to build relationships and solicit cooperation, cooperation with both within and outside the organization. Other skills, including a work, a working knowledge of Microsoft Office, desktop applications, and online video conferencing tools, and ability to maintain social media platforms. For complete information on the opening, see the full job description on the ARRL website, which includes instructions <coughs> on how to submit your resume for it. So, they are looking for a national club affiliate. Um, okay. Impressive. Most impressive. 
And that's what I got in case, unless you want to hear about the solar minimum likely occurring in you know, December. You you can you can do that. We're going we're in a few minutes. We're going to go to the break. Then we're going to do the uh, DMR thing, and then we can come back and do your thing. So we will be back in just a uh, couple minutes here on WTBR FM. You're listening to. You're listening to WTBR. Come on on WTBR. This is ridiculous. It's crazy. I feel like I'm babysitting except I'm not getting paid. Goodwill Industries of the Berkshires and Southern Vermont runs comprehensive, nationally certified retail or custodial training programs that include soft skills certification, job readiness skills coaching, suit yourself and certification award ceremony. Looking for a job? Looking for training to get a job? Goodwill can help. You can contact Goodwill at 413-442-0061 or go to our website at www.goodwill-berkshires.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in built a new studio and transmitter and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. We ain't the best. Bummer. But we sure sound like it. We're bringing you the best mix of music. So get focused. WTBR. And we are back on Ham On. Okay, do your story real quick. And then we will uh, go to this other thing. Go ahead. Go do your thing real quick. Just get, get just. Go. I am doing my thing. It's called annoying you. Besides annoying and And then... Index and long-term solar observations in Belgium said this month, this month that the minimum between solar cycles 24 and 25 most probably took place last December. Last December. Celsol, a part of the Royal Observatory of Belgium, and formerly known as SIDC cited as evidence the as evidence the the January 2020 increase in the 13 months moved sunspot number first upswing since cycle 24 maximum in April 2014 so it's December 
We're gonna go ahead and set the solar minimum. Yay! For for now, the latest move the latest moved value in January 2020 is for is the very first point indicating a rain indicating a range in activity. So the date of the men so the date of the minimum still needs a full confirmation over the upcoming months. Uh, so so said on his website. For now, primary smooth values limited to less than 13 months hinted an increase in values over the come over the coming months. If the rising trend, if the rising trend indeed continues, this December, this December uh, 2019 date will become fully. Uh, It'll be fully confirmed that that's when the solar minimum happened. Uh, Cecil said another indication of transaction between the solar cycles can be drawn from counting individual sunspot groups that belong to either the old or the new solar cycle. Well, sun, some, most sunspot groups belong to the last solar cycle, cycle 24, until September uh, 2019, the dominant dominant switch to groups of the new cycle in November in uh, November of that year. The Cecil uh, said that in terms of number and active regions, the minimum between the minimum between the cycle. 20, uh, 24 and 25 falls in October. The club is is close to it's close to December. So between that three month period of October and November, they're finding they're finding uh, October and December. They're finding out that it most likely occurred in December, which is kind of cool that they can actually mm -hmm. tell that. And tell what month it is by looking at the data. That, that yeah, that's kind cool. of impressive. All right, <clears throat> we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna uh, talk. We're gonna have this little. <clears throat> last last week, I think it was last week, we had we had a big presentation on DMR, but it was kind of more towards the back end. So we're gonna we're gonna do one um, more close to just the average Joe um, getting on DMR. Some stuff you may already know. You may have heard last week. Some stuff will be new. So we will be back after this. You're listening to... In this video, we will cover the following points. The different tiers of DMR. Features it has, which Analog FM doesn't have. How DMR works. Color codes and talk groups. DMR is a digital voice standard for two-way radio. Because it is a standard, it means that many manufacturers make DMR radios that should interoperate with each other. DMR is often incorrectly referred to as Moto Turbo. Moto Turbo is actually Motorola's range of DMR product, which of course use the DMR standard. Other common digital voice standards include P25, Tetra, NXDN and DPMR. 
DMR has three tiers ranging from license-free low power handhelds that work back-to-back -back only all the way up to wide area trunking networks. In this video we will discuss only tier 2 which is the tier of DMR that's most commonly used in business and amateur systems. Tier 2 DMR has no power limit and works in simplex mode as well as conventional repeater mode. Conventional meaning not trunked. In this video I will assume you already have a basic understanding of how FM two-way radio works. DMR is very comparable to narrow FM. It uses the same bandwidth channels, can use the same repeater offsets, and is primarily used for conveying voice. This is not a coincidence. Tier 2 DMR was designed so it could be used as a replacement for narrow FM repeaters. This means that you can connect a new DMR repeater to the same antenna and cavities as the old repeater and not have to change the frequencies on your license. Although DMR is similar to FM in some ways, it is also a lot more advanced. As well as being used for voice, it can transfer data such as telemetry, GPS data and text messages between radios. DMR also has some other supplementary services, such as Radio Stun and Revive, which deactivate the radio and can reactivate it again in case the radio is lost or stolen. Radio Check, which checks if a radio is on the channel and in range. Remote Monitor, which allows you to listen into another radio. And Call Alert, which causes the called radio to sound an alert tone and show on screen who has called them. DMR is a digital voice standard. This means instead of modulating a carrier with your voice, it modulates the carrier with digital data containing your voice. A vocoder is used to convert the voice from a sound wave to a stream of bits that represent the voice. This stream of bits is then used to modulate the carrier. At the other end, the carrier is demodulated and out comes the stream of bits. This is fed into the vocoder again, which converts it back to voice that we can understand. The benefit of using a vocoder is that the voice takes up less data. So instead of requiring one whole 12.5 kHz channel, it might only require half of that to send the voice. This is exactly the case in DMR. It splits a channel into two time slots. This is called TDMA, which stands for Time Division Multiple Access. The channel is split into alternating 30 millisecond slots. If you look at this from the point of view of one radio, it will transmit for 30 milliseconds, and then not transmit for the next 30, and so on. The user doesn't notice this though, because enough of the data that represents his or her voice is compressed into one time slot to be played continuously at the other end. So it takes 60 milliseconds of voice and compresses it to send it in 30 milliseconds. A DMR radio will only listen to traffic on the time slot it is programmed to use on any particular channel. It will ignore traffic on the other time slot. It essentially treats the other time slot as a completely separate channel. The radios using time slots have to be in agreement as to the exact timing of each slot otherwise they would probably overlap when they transmit. When using a repeater, this timing synchronization is provided by the repeater. 
In simplex mode, however, time slots do not matter because there is no repeater to provide synchronization. You can select either time slot on your radio on simplex channels and still hear other users on both time slots. As well as using time slots, DMR radios use these things called color codes. It's not as complicated as it sounds and actually has nothing to do with color. Color codes are simply a way of filtering out any other DMR traffic. A radio or repeater will only listen for and decode traffic that has the same color code it has been programmed for. Any radio traffic with a different color code will be completely ignored. This is similar to CTCSS and DCS on Analog FM. The purpose of color codes is so that multiple repeaters or radio systems can be set up on one channel in different areas and users will not accidentally transmit into another business's repeater if they enter its coverage area. Another piece of information needed by a DMR radio is the talk group. Any user who calls on the channel will usually be talking on a talk group, or a group for short. If they're not talking on a group, then they'll be making a private call to a specific radio or an all call to all users on the system. All calls are usually not used in routine operations. Private calls are made possible by radio IDs. Each radio on a system should have a unique ID, which is programmed into the radio. When another user wants to make a private call, they will either input the radio ID they want to call, or select them from a contact list, just like on a phone. On any time slot there can be many talk groups in use, but only one can be in use at any one time. I will now show you an example of a possible radio configuration in a small city to show you how talk groups, time slots and colour codes could be set up. Slot 1, group 1 may be parking wardens. The radio system installer may choose to dedicate one time slot just to parking wardens because they talk a lot on the radio. On time slot 2 there may be groups 1 and 2 used for street cleaners and pest control. Only one of these groups could use the time slot at any one time but they would not hear irrelevant radio traffic because their radios would only pass on traffic directed at their group. The system installer may decide that these two can share a time slot because neither of them spend a lot of time talking on the radio, so it's unlikely that they will want to speak at the same time. On top of that, their radio traffic will probably not be urgent, so it does not matter if they have to wait for another group to finish talking. This system would also have a colour code which all the radios and the repeater would be set to. I have covered the basics of DMR in this video. There are some more complicated features of DMR that were not covered, but this video should have provided enough information to get you up and running with DMR. If you found this video useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could click the thumbs up button and leave any feedback in the comments. Okay, and we are back on WTBRFM at Ham On. Yes. My, pa my my partner here, my co-host, had to ditch into the uh, into the um, 
Uh, green room, yeah, yeah muffin. Yeah, into right. the green room. She she has she has to have her muffins. So it is nine thirty-five. We're going to do this other little piece, but we're going to uh, go to our break real quick, and then uh, we will be back here in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Ham on a WTBRFM. Elder Services of Berkshire County has been providing our elderly neighbors with the care and support needed to live independently since 1974. Through the years, we have had the honor of promoting senior independence by delivering a wide range of services with the expertise, compassion, and quality Berkshire County elders deserve. Your care in your home is our mission. Our biggest impact is in facilitating your care. Whether you need just a few hours of help around the home with meal preparation, cleaning or laundry, a drive to a doctor's appointment or assistance with grocery shopping, we design every care plan to ensure that you receive individual attention from our professional case managers. We are here to provide you the security of knowing your needs will be met. Let us help you. Call our information and referral department at 413-499-0524 for a free home assessment. Elder Services, 877 South Street, Pittsfield. Your home, your care, your neighbors. Berkshire County's Area Agency on Aging. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Folks, unfortunately, drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city. The most prevalent crime being theft. Please, take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle. Do not leave anything of value in plain sight. Hide your belongings. Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Hi, I'm Megan Cooper and I'm the Transition to Adulthood Counselor at AdLib. The Transition to Adulthood program is a grant-funded program that aims to assist students with a range of disabilities to reach a higher level of success. The program works with all students in Berkshire County who are between 14 and 21 years old in an IEP or a 504 plan. Students work with a transition counselor to develop goals based on their needs and interests and then continue working with their counselor once a week towards that goal. Areas of service can include but are not limited to personal health maintenance, home management, transportation training, social and communication skills, self-advocacy, money management, job readiness, and college preparation. For more information, please visit our website at www.adlibcil.org or contact me, Megan Cooper, at 413-442-7047, extension 30. Now, streaming live on the web, WTBRFM.com. The competition has taken notice. Oh, my God. Good luck keeping up with us. <laughs> 89.7 WTBR And we're back on Ham On. Yes, yes we are. Sorry, I, ha- I, 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 I had to go get my muffin. Right, we're going to go we'll do this. It's, this is called Beginner's Guide to Ham Radio Satellites. And it's pretty informative. And this is another aspect that the technicians Beginner can satellite? do. Beginner's Satellite? Outside of DMR what? Beginner's Satellite? Be- yeah, well, Beginner's Guide to How to Operate Satellites. Oh, you cool. can talk to amateur radio satellites on your technician license. Oh, I know. This presentation yeah. will tell you how. So we'll be back uh, right after this is over. This is Peter and Jesse on WTBRFM. You listen to Ham on your uh, WTBR. Enjoy, enjoy a beginner's guide to ham radio operation of satellites. Hi, guys. It is night, 
And uh, actually, it really isn't even night yet, but, you know, time change and everything. The nice folks at Aero Antennas hooked me up with this very cool 2 meter 440 antenna so I could explore space. So, today, uh, or tonight, I guess, I've got my FT3, this cool 2 meter 440 Yagi antenna, and I'm going to try to talk to a satellite, this time on K6UDA Radio. Yeah, friends, we're going into space with ham radio. This is actually a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be. Um, like a lot of you, I have been uh, very intimidated by satellite stuff. I mean, a lot of big words, apogee, trajectory, all this weird terminology, stuff that I don't understand that the rocket scientists do understand in hitting moving targets that are thousands of miles away. So what is the basic equipment list that you're going to need to start working these birds? Well, this radio, this radio, even this radio. Literally any dual band radio you have that does dual band FM, that's the radio you need. Next you need an antenna. This flimsy little thing just ain't gonna cut it. Now that antenna comes with uh, usually something like this BNC connector, which means you're gonna need this little adapter here that goes from the little SMA connector to a BNC. Next, you're gonna need an app. Something like uh, the, the uh, GoSat watch. This I can't say enough about. This is a great app. And the last thing you're going to need is something to record it on. I use a GoPro. You can use your phone with the voice memos. It doesn't matter. But get something to record it on because both of your hands are going to be busy while you're uh, making your QSOs. So my good buddy 2 is over here. He's helping me film tonight. We call him 2. Bob 1. Bob, too. Uh, two, have you ever worked a satellite? I have not. I have not. I have tried. So this will be your first satellite pass, too? I've tried, but been un unsuccessful every time. Okay. But you, oh, so you have actually tried. Have you heard them? Have uh, you, have you heard them? I've heard bits and pieces, but not been that successful. Okay. And like most things on ham radio, you try it, you don't. It doesn't light your fire and you move on to something else, so. Yep. So, satellites have always been something that I didn't really understand them. And because I didn't really get it, and I thought, well, you got to have some kind of tracking something. And you got to do all this weird stuff. And it really didn't excite me. But I'm always trying new things. And so, you know, when... Uh, when the aero antenna people said, yeah, you know what? You want to try satellites and we'll, we're going to send you out one of these very cool satellite antennas. And this thing is cool. I got to say, this is uh, very well built. Uh, it's got a little handle here. Very simple little Yagi antenna. Um, 
it's got uh, what uh, three seven elements of uh, of 440 on there three element uh, two meter and how the satellites work is I'm gonna transmit on I'm gonna transmit on uh, two meters going up to the spacecraft and then other people I'm gonna listen to them on 440 camera sweet we are negative 5.1 degrees 1800 miles as we look at the world map here the ISS is just about to hit the west coast where its footprint is about to hit the west coast this is getting exciting I don't know if this is gonna work okay we're it it just came over the horizon Kilo 6 Uniform Delta Alpha Charlie Mike 98 is this gonna work? What do you want? <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> so my first couple of attempts didn't work out so well. And that's because, and here's the tricky part, not every satellite that's in the air is on the air at any given time. I mean, they shut down for all kinds of different reasons. Some of them have uh, old or bad batteries, and so when they go into the nighttime mode where they're in the shadow, they shut off. Uh, others, uh, they may be down for maintenance, they may be doing some other things, who knows, and with the uh, space station, I don't know if they run a repeater all the time or if it's just when one of the astronauts feels like they want to get on the air. Now, I mentioned this app before. Let's talk a little bit about this for a second. So, in the uh, the main screen here in GoSat Watch, uh, it's got a pretty little map that shows where one of the birds are that I am tracking. So, if I want to see, well, first of all, I want to see which amateur or which satellites I want to track. Uh, AO 85, 91, 92, and I think uh, SO 50. So if I look at my passes and I want to see what's the next pass that's coming over. Actually in four minutes the next pass is going to start. So where is that going to take us? And you could see that that is uh, coming from the south toward the north. And in just about two minutes here, it's going to be, uh, it's going to pass over. And this is SO50 that's coming over. So, actually, let's go outside and try to contact it. Okay, so this is not going to be a super high pass. It's going to come from the south, which is over there. And I'm going to aim the antenna in that direction and I'll change I could change it for horizontal or vertical polarization. I'm gonna turn the squelch all the way off. Now 18 degrees coming in just a thousand miles away. It's gonna be way off to the side there so it's going to be off 
this side here toward the house. So it likes that polarization. Kilo 6 Uniform Delta Alpha, Charlie Mike 98. Kilo 6 Uniform Delta Alpha, Charlie Mike 98. K7 November uh, Victor Echo uh, K6 UDA thanks for my first uh, satellite contact November Echo thanks for the uh, thanks for the QSO Hey thank you Hey I got it it was my first one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming along for my very first satellite contact. I did it. I mean, I know nothing about satellites, and I made a satellite contact that was so cool. If you have not already hit that subscribe button please hit that subscribe button and the bell notification right next to it please consider supporting me on either patreon or paypal it really does help and if you have any comments or suggestions for me uh please all right so we we are back on the air so that that was cool he made his first satellite contact it, it's actually fun working satellites i worked you can i worked i worked uh so so 50 um, there's a list of frequencies. If you Google search uh, amateur radio satellite contacts, uh, there's a, uh, da, 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 a page that will give you all the uh, satellite frequencies. There's about five of them oh, because, be like that. Bam, bam, because, because of the Doppler shift. Um, Sorry, goldfish. You can get that. You, you can do that on your boat bag. You can make a, you know, you don't have to buy a, a, you know, an expensive Yagi from, from HRO or whatever. You can build one yourself. Yeah, I built one uh, yeah, I built one out one. of uh, metal uh, coat hangers. Yeah, and, it was. And it actually... It was a piece of 2x4 and um, uh, coat hangers. Metal coat hangers. <laughs> and, and it was a great little... Uh, it was actually directional, and I was able not only to work the satellites, but hit the... Uh, the K1 FFK from my backyard army. So we're working. I think someone actually bought it off. No, it ne it never it, it never made it. I gave it I gave it away when, when we were moving, but because uh, I mean I can build them real quick. But your satellite tracking, you need satellite tracking. There's a bunch of free satellite tracking I'm apps. Sorry, I yelled. My goldfish keeps staring at us because we moved to Studio B where his tank is, and he sees people. And when he sees people, he assumes he's being fed. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up to the goldfish. Anyway, um, 
There's a bunch of satellite tracking apps that are free, and they'll give you the pass when they come overhead, um, and you know, get out there while the weather's still good. Not today, obviously, but because it's uh, Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> it's 9.51 on a Wednesday. We're on the air, and in it's Pittsfield. raining in Pittsfield. Okay, we, we had this conversation at the top of the hour. Um, if you want to go back and listen to it on podcast, <laughs> I wonder why. But, but yeah, um, working the satellites is fun. Working DMR is fun. You can, and, the, and the good part about this is you can do this on your technician license. It's all part of your tech uh, things. Uh, your tech... Yeah, which is the... Uh, privileges. It used to be the old novice. Level. Yeah, but on your tech privileges, you can work DMR and the way conditions are going. Um, you know, you can work the world on DMR on, on, on the talk groups on 91 and 3100. So, a couple of other things to get into other than, you know, just hitting repeaters and hitting HF. There's, there's a bunch of stuff to this hobby. Um, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. How cool would it be to log, you know, say, hey, you know, I worked SO50 or I work Oscar 7. Um, there's, there's I think some, you have a contact from the uh, International Space Station. And yeah, from you can, using your ID. Yep, yeah, you can you can contact the ISS um, and receive. Uh, they 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 I think past couple of weeks they've been doing SSTV and you can receive. There's a piece of software you can put on your phone that's free. Um, and you can get in, uh, find the uh, SST uh, International Space Station frequency, and you can receive uh, SSTV from the International Space Station. I will do a we'll do a thing on SSTV shortly, and we'll give you the hops on that. But there's just so much, so many things to do. Uh, we we seven minutes. It's uh. Yeah. 9.53, almost 9.54, on a rainy day, rainy. rainy Wednesday morning here in Pittsfield. Um, and of course, it's Wednesday and it's raining. Uh, but yeah, the other thing we, the other thing I want to bring up is um, hmm. we have, we're getting radiograms from some guy. Um, he is an amateur radio operator and he's putting out, sending out radiograms because he's pulling PSHRs off of QST and uh, sending for everybody. For those that are not hands, please explain the, uh, the PSHR. Public service honor roll is it, it, like for people in traffic handling, they handle traffic. Um, you keep what's called the public service honor roll. And what that is, it's a, it's a list of about five things um, that, you know, you get a certain number of points for holding titles, certain amount of points for the amount of traffic you use, certain amount of points for um, NCSing nets, certain amount of points for um, deploying for Aries, and you add them up every month and you send them to your SM or your, your section manager, your section traffic manager. They send them to the ARRL and they get published in QST, so if you look in the public service section, of QST, you'll see a list is his public service honor roll for the for you know whatever month, and you look down, you see everybody's numbers that they've made on, on the PSHR. Well, some guy is is actually going through the QSTs and sending radiograms because we don't have enough bulk radiograms going out. 
Um, we actually do have a ton of bulk radiograms going out from N1IQI and, and NX9K and uh, um, a few other ones. So we got a ton of stuff going on, but this is new stuff that's that's happening, and this guy is just kind of pulling things off the off the QST, off the public service uh, section of the QST, and sending out these thank you radiograms for submitting your PSHR. So that that's really what's going on. Not really a lot going on in Western Mass. You know, no, no bar cam fest has been canceled. Um, we're still kind of working out the kinks on HHTN. Um, I know the past couple of weeks that the MMRA was down and we were using a uh, backup repeater system in Waltham. Um, Monday, the MMRA system came back up. So um, if you're around at 10 p.m. on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 o'clock, uh, we hook K1FFK into it. Join us on the Heavy Hairs Traffic Net. You don't have to... Uh, have traffic to join in. We like we love getting the check-ins, and it's kind of fun. We were making the connection to East or Mass. Or as the jokers around be chickens. And chickens. We're, we're getting to the East Mass uh, section of town, so we're connecting the entire Commonwealth now, which is good, and we may have a couple more connections that we're working yeah, out. It, um, it, don't forget, real quick, uh, 1 p.m. and 4.30 p.m., the Western Mass traffic net every day. <clears throat> um, we have a bunch of NCS, a bunch of great NCS that are working, um, cycle one, cycle you two. You know so how hard it is to explain to other people from other states what a commonwealth, that a commonwealth is another word for a state? And, and, and it's hard, because I sit there, I tell people I'm from the commonwealth of Massachusetts. What does that mean? I'm from the state of Massachusetts. Commonwealth is another word, is the old word that we use for state. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, and, and I have to go through a whole tangent on what a commonwealth is. To be. And, and, there's, and there's actually a few, uh, a, a few commonwealths other than Massachusetts. But um, this has been a ride today. Um, I hope everybody got some good information off this. We'll do some I more stuff so. um, probably, you know, as, as the weeks go on. We have some other stuff planned as, as the holidays come in. So keep an ear out. Keep it tuned to WTBR-FM. Um, we are, uh, got a lot of good things coming out. A lot of producers are, are doing really good things uh, yeah. with their shows. And even though people like us are still working from home, the, 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 the people at TBR are, uh, are, um, are uh, getting things together, keeping things together, keeping this on the air. So please donate. Go to WTBRFM.com, hit yes, the donate yes. button, and, and donate and keep the station on the air. And real yes. quick, Berkshire Humane Society, 413. 413-447-7878. Um, please let them know quickly that you have donations, if you have donations. They are looking for wet kitty food. They're looking for uh, cat litter. They have dog food, cat food. They're looking for small animal food, uh, mm. hay pellets, and, and tell, um, and, bedding, and tell them that you heard it here. And tell and, them you heard it here. All right, this is Peter and Jesse. Yep. And we'll talk to you next week on, on Ham On and WTBR. Don't forget, Beals Forever Monday, yes, live, yes, 4 to 6 yes, p.m. Yes. 73, everybody. 73. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky!